The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Morning, folks. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. What's in this for you? Uh, RIP ESG. Uh, ESG is dead except for uranium, and you heard it here first. We'll talk about that a little bit more. We're going to go through the mailbag, uh, Snowflake, Plug Power, Rivian. Uh, we're going to go through the portfolio, the Stock Market Authority portfolio, my search for the 10 best ETFs to make money every year like we have done thus far. But right now, today's top story. Uh, rest in peace ESG, RIP ESG. Uh, this is what I do for you folks. I have a pile. I read uh, voraciously. This is Barron's, and I literally wrote down the title of, of the show on the cover of this. This is talking about renewable energy uh, stocks, and uh, they are just acting absolutely god-awful. Uh, what I have here on the chart is uh, uh, the uh, Wooden Hill Green Energy Index down 32%. Uh, this year, uh, the S&P is up 14, and this is solar and renewable energy and wind farms, and it is just a bad place to be. And I know I'm going to lose some folks, maybe some share scoops people, but I just flat believe there's nothing noble about losing money. And so if you want to express your, 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 your conscience or your, your uh, love of the environment or whatever, do it some other way, but you don't have to own stocks that are getting crushed. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I, I hate to be like this, but uh, the, the, the ozone layer and, and the federal government and Congress and the president, uh, no one knows what's in your Fidelity account or your Robinhood account, and they don't care. So you're really not impacting anything. Now, for some reason, you've got some sort of uh, moral uh, uh, objection and you don't want to own. By the way, uh, Chris, you made a good point. ESG, I think everybody knows my acronyms, and I find out that they don't, environmental, social, and governance. And this was a big thing two years ago, three years ago, when interest rates were zero, by the way. And this is, you know, Wall Street doing what it does. BlackRock says, hey, you know, if we wrap things in, in, the, in the, uh, the cloak of, of, of goodness and, and, and uh, social benefit and saving the planet, we're going to get some fun flows and we're going to charge 75 basis points. So that's what's going on. And what's happened is that's great because all what it really means, and this was covered by tr the Trillions podcast, which is amazing how things come together and make me think of these ideas for the show. Uh, but Eric Balchunas says, you know, yeah, ESG, uh, it's great until performance stinks. And I'm paraphrasing. And what, so what happens? And that means you, you underweight oil and gas because that's supposedly evil, even though it's powered this country for the last two centuries. And, uh, the, uh, and then you, you own more tech. 
And and so, you know, if tech works, then you, you, you feel like a hero. You go through 2022 when interest rates go up 5% and people don't want to pay 40 times for Microsoft and they whack them. And so my point here is, and I do have one, by the way, uh, I don't want you to, to let your your politics or your ideology uh, dictate your portfolio. You know, uh, if you don't want to invest in oil and gas, that's fine. But you don't want to invest in, in uh, uh, solar companies and wind farms that now have to have these huge capital projects with higher interest rates, and the numbers don't work. They're being shelved left and right. I, by the way, I'm a big fan of Barron's. I read it cover to cover for you, but I recommend you do it as well because there's a lot of great uh, ideas there that you know uh, go into more depth over the course of the week. So, um, uh, you know, I... The, the thought, I, the, I saw this picture the other day, you know, some protester uh, is saying, you know, end fossil fuels now. They, sorry, we're in the real world. And, you know, fossil fuels are going to be around for a long, long time. I use this very simple example. I drive up here to Salem, New Hampshire, otherwise known as God's country, live free or die, from, from Boston, and I count three Teslas, and thousands of, 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 of traditional gas-powered vehicles. So it will happen eventually, but it is never going to happen on the, the politically correct course that, that people want to. So um, uh, the other part of this is that we talked about in the past about the, the iShares uh, Clean Energy ETF, ICLN. Um, and to those who are keeping score at home, I, I was negative on that. I, I was... I, my cell discipline kicked in. It's down 56% since then. I mean, that's real money, you know, and that's in a market that's up now. So, uh, you know, put your politics over here in the side, you know, pull the lever in November and, and, and then, you know, go about and, and, and live your life because, um, you know, the, the, the market doesn't care what the intent is about your wind farm or, or your solar panel. If the numbers work and don't work and the stock stinks and you hemorrhage money, they're going to take them down. And, I, you know, there's so many things to do that I don't think you need it. For example, if you really want to be green and you really want to serve your wallet as well as the planet, buy uranium. And I know I keep harping on this, but I still get calls from people saying, Banks, you know, uh, the, the the stocks didn't go up today, or or you know, it's too late, or or you know, all these things. Own uranium. I own the Sprott URNM and URNJ, uh, the 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 major miners and the and the junior miners, and we're already up thirty percent plus, and we got a lot more to go. Uh, we've eaten through twelve years of the Fukushima uh, overhead supply. And uh, the, the tide has turned. China and India alone are, are, are building enough nuclear plants for the price of uranium to rise significantly from here. And it is clean, renewable energy that flat out works. And uh, I just, you know, I, I just can't stress it enough. It's my, one of the most exciting ideas I've come across in a long time. And I want you to, to be there. Uh, wind and so solar, they can pound sand, in my opinion. It just doesn't work. Uh, we're seeing some other examples about this. 
you know, EV demand, uh, Tesla's telling you that it's lousy, and GM and Ford are really telling you it's lousy. So, uh, you know, people, you know, want to uh, uh, support the environment, but if they don't like the car, they're not going to buy the car. Or if the interest rate uh, on, on buying the car goes up by 500 basis points and they can't afford it, it doesn't matter what their intent is. They're not going to buy the damn car. So, uh, I want you to avoid the renewable energy stocks. I don't see any signs of life here anytime soon. And I think you ought to own uranium. And I've talked about that in the past. I've gone through that uh, ad nauseum. I'm happy to go through it again if, I, if, if you're new. And uh, I'll, I'll go through that story again. But uh, this is the uh, – uh, you, you can just take a look at the chart. Which chart do you want to own? And I, I think you want to own the uranium uh, chart more than the, uh, the renewable energy chart. So do me a favor. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. You get my uh, free how to sell video, which no one talks about. I listen to you know every financial investing podcast I can come across, and they all talk about buying stocks and ETFs. They don't talk about selling them and locking in profits and minimizing losses, and I think I bring that to the table. So that's today's top story. Now it's time to check the mailbag. There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Chrissy's coffee hasn't kicked in yet. So here we go. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, my my uh, son, Jack, with the aforementioned uh, 6'4 handsome progeny from last week. What's he got to say? Hey, Dad. Thursday, November 9th. I wanted to ask you about the company Snowflake, ticker S-N-O-W. Uh, they are a data cloud provider, um, and they have partnerships with hyperscalers. Think Amazon. Um, and it might be a sneaky AI play through their relationships to Amazon, Microsoft, Google, etc. Um, but they have a focus on long-term development. have invested 36% of their operating budget, operating expenses year-to-date solely to research and development, thinking of a long-term scale and growth model. Uh, they're trading at a 15.5 times multiple and was wondering your technical thoughts. Thanks. Uh, appreciate that. Love you. And I can't wait to see you next week for Thanksgiving. Uh, Snowflake. Kind of a controversial name, very expensive, um, uh, but always has been. The 15 and a half times I think you're referencing, Jack, is the revenue line, because it sure as hell is in earnings. It looks like they're going to do, you know, 60 cents or so uh, this year and a buck in 2025. I assume that's Gap. I haven't looked at it very close, but I mean, the stock right now is, is, is uh, 156, so it's a big multiple, big, big multiple. Now, what you just mentioned might justify the multiple because uh, R and D is is uh, obviously a a variable expense, a discretionary expense, and so supposedly, if they wanted to, you know, uh, increase the near term earnings, they cut the R and D budget and the earnings explode. Now. Amazon's been a good example of this for forever, where they basically could report what they wanted, but they kept investing in AWS and, and Prime and what have you, and then the earnings show up down the road, and the market is usually pretty uh, uh, receptive to this if they see the path to profitability that's, that's in a reasonable time frame. So uh, here's what I see technically. The... Um, 
uh, stock popped uh, recently, uh, and it, it's doing the things I like. I want to see the, the, the volume pick up. It's below the moving averages. I think yesterday it just popped above uh, the 200 the day for the first time in a while. So that's promising. Uh, you have this, this near-term resistance at around 170 or so. Looks like it wants to take that out. I like to see follow-through. Uh, their earnings are going to be coming up, and I want to see them, uh, uh, you know, s- beat and raise, and, and then talk positively about the future, and then make sure that the stock likes it. The stock's been beaten up pretty well uh, because of the valuation. When rates went up so much in 2022, they they brought all these things back down to earth. It looks like it's it's developing a base. And, uh, and, and might take off. So to me, it is a, uh, you know, a tepid hold. And, but I, what I want to see is, is that follow-through. I want to see good earnings report, uh, 150% increase in volume, and new intermediate-term intermediate term highs. Maybe not 52-week highs. I might be asking too much, but I want to see that happen. But I agree with you that... Uh, they are an AI beneficiary that is probably going to show up in a lot of these portfolios that are AI themed and uh, uh, could get some love. But it's an expensive stock, big grower, but an expensive stock. And uh, I want the market to tell me that it's it's going that business is good and getting better, and that there's people that are going to reward it. So that's where I am on that right now. I hope I've been helpful, Liz. Uh, and by the way, all of you, please send in the voice memos. I absolutely love them. Absolutely love them. Uh, Liz from San Francisco said, uh, Bakes, plug power, uh, buy, sell, or hold. Uh, this goes into the renewable energy theme, and it's just it's not ready for prime time yet. This stock went from 4 to over 70, and it's back down at 4. And as you can see from my red arrows here, the my cell discipline, I, I, folks, uh, it just flat out works. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, this got you out around $25, $26, and, and here it is at 4 So you had a year to go invest in uranium that's up 30 or you can take this one down from 20, 25 to 4 it, it, it isn't that complicated. It isn't that complicated. And at some point, I'm going to get you to the point where you say, hey, you know what? Uh, Bake cell discipline looks like it's kicking in, and I'll either check in with him or I'll do it myself. But the sell side of the equation is as important at minimum as the buy side. Getting into stocks, people want to help you with that all the time. I want to help you get out, and and uh, I, I just. I brought my book here before. I've got hundreds of examples. Uh, obviously, my website has the the um, uh, Amazon example that is still below where we sold it uh, when I uh, filmed the video. So, um, plug power. Uh, yes, it's down a lot, but uh, you know, th- waiting for a Lazarus moment. Uh, you know, I have faith, but. The, the market doesn't care about my faith. So this is dead money. Take the loss, especially now at tax time, you know, at the end of the year, get out of Dodge and go find some other ways to fight. Um, and I'm not being big, am I? No. Okay. So that's it. Sorry about that. But I, I, I got to call him like I see him. Roger from Houston said, Bakes, I love the Rivian truck. Uh, what do you think about the Rivian stock? And I said, this is a sell. And it's the same kind of thing, 
okay? This was a crazy IPO. I mean, went out at 100, just shot up way above the offering price at 160 plus. It is now at 16. You can do that math. That's down 90%. That's going to leave a mark. Big time. Big time. So, uh, you know, people don't want the damn cars and don't want the damn trucks. It's just that simple. Or they want them and they can't afford them now because they're concerned about their job and interest rates are up and, and they're going to they're gonna finance the, the car. I don't really care. It's just a matter of the, the, the cars aren't coming off, the trucks aren't coming off, and they're not getting paid for. And this is a capital-intensive business that has low multiples except for Tesla. So uh, uh, Tesla's telling you that their, their price cuts aren't doing anything for demand. General Motors is, is, is shuttering production. Ford is cutting back. You know, it... it you know, don't fight it. Go, go where things are good and getting better, not where they're ho- horrible and becoming less horrible. So uh, this is a sell. I know it's down a lot, but just take the tax loss and, and, and live to fight another day. And, um, you know, I do look for, for, for things to pound the table on, but, uh, you know, you tell me what to look at. And again, selling's a big part of this. It's a big part of this, and I can't stress it enough, and I think we're pretty good at it. So that's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice recording, and we can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Stock Market Authority portfolio. I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager, Kevin Bakes-Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. We are back. We've been talking about the death of ESG, RIP ESG, uh, and um, you don't see any of this in my portfolio. Here's the Stock Market Authority portfolio. My first thing that I'm going to draw your attention to, I've got seven winners and three small losers. And, and uh, you know, I just, I'm ruthless about cutting losses and, and having forced displacement. So I have the, the great new ideas uh, supplanting the good uh, ETF ideas that I come up with. To the new people that are here, you know, I go through 3,300 charts. I just, I, I just enjoy doing it. It makes me maybe a little bit insane, but it, it speaks to me. And I find that, that identifying new uh, exciting trends is really where the fun is in this business. And, um, and I don't want to take away the fun by having big losers, uh, you know, uh, dwarf my winners. So 
Uh, I mentioned this last week. I put it out in the newsletter yesterday. Uh, we're up 18.53% since we started that. We're 2.7 times the hedge funds. Uh, I can go short. You can go short, meaning you can bet against uh, you can you could bet on prices going down, and uh, I just think that's a great tool to have in the bag. Just sitting there and, and just taking punches, I don't think makes any sense. So uh, we're up two point seven times. Uh, the hedge funds were down this year, down about nine. Markets up sixteen. I don't like it, uh, but I I really think that especially with the uranium trend, I've got a uh, a very good setup going into next year. Uh, I want to make money every year. So far, I've done it. And uh, uh, I don't there, I don't find many places that, that have this sort of all-weather approach, make money every year, and I want to do it for you. And your money manager out there does not have that goal. He hugs an index, she hugs an index, and tries to outperform, which means they go down to 17 when the market's down 20 and they get paid. And I just think that's insanity, and so that isn't what I do. Uh, eventually, my end game, I want to run uh, Bakes ETF and be uh, a hedge fund for the common man. Uh, I might have Emerson, Lake, and Palmer do fanfare for the common man as an as a, a adaptation of the theme, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, right now, we're 24% uranium. I've talked about this a lot, but I just it's, it's, it's in inning three or four, in my opinion. 7% oil and gas services, that's on a short leash. Uh, you know, I think that the the uh, uh, Israel uh, Hamas situation is god awful. I I think it's probably going to bleed into uh, supply disruptions in in the region, but it isn't happening right now. And so, uh, if I find a better idea, this will be gone so fast it'll make your head spin. We're four uh, percent in technology, and frankly, this is hurting right now. Uh, I'm recording this Wednesday. Uh, the PPI came up when I was uh, driving here. The CPI was out yesterday, and uh, the inflation now looks like it's 3.2, which is a, a long way down from 9.1, and it sounds like the Fed's going to be sitting on their hands for a while. Interest rates are coming in, and uh, and people want to bid up the snowflakes of the world, Jack, and the NVIDIAs and what have you. Um, NVIDIA, by the way, I'm almost certain we're going to talk about it next week. They're going to report on Tuesday, uh, and the market has gone from basically picked up 100 points, from under 400 to, to you know 496 or so, I think I saw. And when that report comes out, we're going to learn a lot. Uh, I think the expectations are high, and uh, I, frankly, I'm leaning towards it being a disappointment and rolling over, but I'm not obviously very confident about that, and I'm not putting a lot of money on that. Uh, 14% in Bitcoin, I have my thoughts there. 10% in Egypt, where uh, some of the, of the uh, flight out of Gaza might be benefiting that stock market. 10% in Ethereum, uh, again, the crypto, it's just time for, for that to work. I'm 7% short real estate, that did not work because interest rates have come down a lot from five, now they're at 435, and, and so real estate's catching a bid. Again, short leash, 4% short the Russell 2000, short leash. Uh, we took Pakistan up to 10%. You know this if you're on the newsletter list. Uh, I just uh, put that out. There's some reasons for that. I'll go into that in more depth uh, down the road. But um, And we're 8% in cash. So that's the portfolio. I'll go through recent improvements in my newsletter and my social media posts. Please subscribe, follow, and share. That's how we're invested on the 15th of, uh, of November. Let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. Uh, 
few things. Number one, uh, uh, student managed investment funds. I'm reaching out certainly in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, but around the country, uh, and uh, you know, professors uh, they will teach the 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 textbooks, and I want to teach the. Uh, uh, you know, the battle scar part of this, uh, especially how to sell, like I keep talking about, how to read charts, how Wall Street really works. And I think I'll be a very good compliment if you're at a student-managed investment fund raising your hand saying, uh, I'm intellectually curious and I love investing and I want to learn more about it and I want to help. So that's part of it. Uh, give me your ideas for my Substack and my course. I'm trying to offer premium services so I can have this become cash flow positive. I need your help. And uh, the premium version is going to be really your stocks, your ideas, uh, uh, you know, guide you really how to sell with it with a lot of one on one attention. And um, and I think it'll be a, a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that and, and give me your ideas and suggestions. Uh, Charlie from New York came in with a question. It wasn't stock specific, so I, I put it in the Bakes Takes. And he, he said, in essence, Bakes, uh, what's the biggest stock market impact, AI or uh, the GLP-1s, the weight loss drugs? And I thought about this all week, and um, – and this is mainly for me absorbing a lot of, of you know reading barons, listening to all the podcasts or what have you. I think the GLP one's the weight loss trend is going to be the most significant. And I we touched upon this two or three podcasts ago, and I came up with my list, which I don't think is exhaustive, but uh, if if this becomes more pervasive. Forty percent of Americans are, are overweight. Not me, of course. I'm I'm a, you know an Adonis, but I understand it's a problem for some folks. And uh, if if this becomes more widespread and more available, prices come down, more competition, and you know people are are you know taking off you know fifteen percent of their weight or something like that. You know, there was a study that came out this week um, uh, from Novo uh, saying what Govi uh, decreased heart attacks and strokes in non-diabetes patients by 20%. That's monstrous. You know, so think about all those implications. Hospital utilization, that goes down. Uh, that's a huge profit center for the hospitals, by the way. Uh, you know, uh, if you're making pacemakers, you, do need, you don't need so, so many of those. Uh, the, the, uh, the, Scott Galloway has talked repeatedly about uh, this, some studies that have shown that alcohol consumption goes down, social media consumption goes down. You know, so I've, I've phrased, I framed your question into, you know, what has the most uh, uh, widespread impact on different companies and different stocks. And what I think happens here is that the it's, it's overhyped in the short term and underhyped in the long term. And I came up with, you know, uh, my uh, list in, in that podcast, you know, uh, packaged food companies, uh, fast food, even my beloved KFC probably is, is going to have uh, less demand. Um, the the uh, dating sites might get a boost because people say, "Hey, I feel a little better about myself. They're not going to swipe me away. I'm going to go under the uh, the bumbles of the world and what have you." And the list goes on and on and on. And um, you know, I, uh, hip and knee replacements, uh, uh, you know, dialysis companies, sleep apnea companies. This it's. I think eventually it's going to be a really big deal. I think the stocks are going to get 
uh, uh, well, the market always front loads these things. So then I go to, and so that's my thought on on, on the GOP ones. The and then I go to to AI, and we talked about you know peripheral benefit for Snowflake, but really when I listen around, you know, Nvidia sells the chips, the uh, the H eight hundreds that that powers the the large large language models, and Microsoft has this forty nine percent stake in OpenAI, which the venture capitalists keep you know bidding the valuation of that up. Microsoft is hitting new highs on. Less than dazzling volume, frankly, but other than that, AI is sort of a, um, uh, a, a cost item more than a revenue item. So that's why I'm, I'm thinking the GLP ones offer more opportunity. I think those are largely in the Lilly and Novo Nordisk stocks, and if, if the the other pharma stocks look awful, but I know how this works. Uh, if they have anything in the pipeline that looks like it's going to reduce weight, uh, that could, that's going to get accelerated uh, R&D uh, support. And you're going to see you know, other drugs come up that, that take advantage of this. And so the prices will come down eventually. So uh, uh, I don't have a you know, buy or sell or hold recommendation really right now specifically, but for you, I would, I would start thinking about the, your list of GLP-1 beneficiaries and and uh, those that are hurt by this this trend and uh, and place bets accordingly. When I went through my 3,300 charts this week, I didn't find anything glaring that I could say, yeah, this is a a, uh, a GLP-1 weight loss play. So that's where I am. Um, next thought I had was. Uh, and this is a question that I came up with. No one else asked me about it. Uh, Moody's this past week uh, downgraded the U.S. government debt uh, uh, from AAA to with a negative outlook, and and part of that might have been the the um, threat of a, a shutdown that is now averted. They kicked that can down to back to January, February. But uh, as I've said before, the government is fat, it is corrupt, and it is inept. And I know that sounds harsh, but uh, I, I then turn to this this chart. This is the interest payments on on uh, on the federal debt, and it is just skyrocketing north. And uh, I I while this this past week we've seen the inflation data come in, interest rates coming down. I look at the the chart I've shown before of a 40-year downtrend in interest rates being broken to the upside, and I think this is the reason. I think we're spending way too much money, squandering too much money, including the defense budget, and something has to give. And it will not give because of the, the, the politicians that I just referenced. They need to have some pain administered. And the pain that's going to be administered is people saying, I can't buy a house with an 8% mortgage or a 9% mortgage or a 10% mortgage because you guys are squandering so much money, you're crowding out everything else, and interest rates are going north and you're killing us. So that's not going to happen now, probably not going to happen in the 2024 election, but uh, this is just math. And when you have deficits and debt that keep going up with rising interest rates and the interest payments have to come out of something, uh, I, I, this is going to end badly, in my opinion. 
in my opinion. Um, and I have very little faith in octogenarian lifetime parasites changing on both sides of the aisle, by the way, and, and, and running this like a business. And uh, so uh, this week notwithstanding, I think rates are going north, and uh, I'm watching like a hawk. And I wanted to come up, uh, I wanted to comment on that, given uh, what we've talked about in the past. The Magnificent 7 is now the Modest 5. Tesla and Apple are cells. The other five have question marks. NVIDIA is going to report. And we're going to learn a lot if, if uh, this tug of war between uh, uh, interest rates and earnings, who's going to win that? Um, please sign up for my, go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. Uh, those are my baked takes for the week. Uh, as we close out today's show, I always like to, uh, after I bash politicians, I like to end with some much-needed levity. And uh, please click on the, on the link in the uh, description below. Uh, this is Pablo Francisco, uh, movie guy. I think he does about 15 voices in this. Uh, and it is just flat out funny. Uh, five ish minutes or so. Mom and Dad is clean. And that's it for today's show. Uh, you tell me what you want to talk about next week, uh, pre Thanksgiving. Go to my website, please, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. Bakes at stockmarketauthority.com is, is uh, where you can get me. I read everything at bakestakes underscore on Twitter. And let's have at it, folks. I'll see you next week. Take care. God bless. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.